Hey, what's up, everybody? This is an open discussion with C3 Films. My name is Chris, and this is... Cheryl. And today, we're talking about a movie called The Shape of Water. So, spoiler alert, this will be this is my first time seeing the movie. Cheryl's um, second, second or third or something. Second time, okay, seeing the movie. And, yeah, let's go ahead and just get right into it. So, yeah, I mean, you recommended this movie to me. <laughs> My roommate, I got her to watch it with me, and she didn't know what we were actually watching. She thought, when we, I said The Shape of Water, she thought that we were watching Lady in the Water. Oh, <laughs> very different. <laughs> Which is why, very different film. Um, and after we started the film, and she was like, oh, wait a second, this isn't the M. Night Shyamalan movie. I was like, no, this is Guillermo del Toro. And we both know how we feel about Guillermo del Toro. We love him, but we also know that he breaks hearts and makes people feel uncomfortable with like his scenes of violence. So we weren't, so immediately she was like, eee! and I was like, you still want to watch this though, right? She said, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's cool. It's cool. No, this is fine. This is great. Uh, and at the end of it, I, I really enjoyed it. Yay! I really enjoyed the movie. I, I'm not, I can't say that I'm surprised cause I like Guillermo del Toro films, but this was a movie that I had heard certain things about, so I know there are people that like it. I know there are people that didn't feel that strongly towards it. Um, and, like, that doesn't mean I didn't have any problems with the movie. There are some things that, like, bothered me that I can get into later. But um, overall, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Cool. I'm glad you liked it, because I really loved it. Um, <laughs> I, there were just so many things. I think I just kind of got lost into it. The first time I watched it, I definitely loved it way more than the second time I watched it. <laughs> Maybe it's because I watched it in a theater and I was like on a date or whatever, but it was like, <sighs> there was just so much where I was like, wow, this is so like, it's just so good. Cause like, there's just so many little things that like I picked up on. And one of the things that I really, really loved about it was the color scheme. And, like, how yeah. everything was basically either green slash teal mm -hmm. or not. And it's, like, just some other muddy, bland color. Except for um, there was, like, a little bit of red. And mm -hmm. I feel like the red was was pretty subtle because it doesn't show up. But then, like, if you really pay attention. And the second time around, because I knew about the color. Um... I really paid attention to what other colors are there besides green. And mm -hmm. I noticed at the very beginning of the movie, um, they showed all of her shoes being like either black or dark um, or green. And then she like goes outside and she walks by the store with um, this shoe that is like ruby red. And mm -hmm. she's just, like, admiring it. Like, she wanted it uh, one day, but, like, it's not for her. Um, and then, like, later on in the movie, like, right after uh, she she frees um, the, uh, the, the fish man. Her, Abe Sapien from Abe Hellboy. Sapien. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Same actor. <laughs> um, she was wearing a red headband to work. And then, um, oh. and then like... After that, like towards the end of the movie, she's her whole outfit is red. Her shoes are red. Like they show her uh, walking down the street, and they actually like 
are just showing her feet walking, and she's wearing those red shoes. So, huh. um, I, I see you didn't pick up on it. <laughs> I didn't. Well, I didn't pick up on the red color. I picked up on the green and the teal. Um, I mean, but that one I don't think is like really hidden. Um, and upon thinking about it now, I'm like, I think it's interesting because the green and the teal colors uh, give me the feeling of like ocean colors, like the feeling of like what it's like to be in, in the sea or something like that. And so that's why I thought that they were like really leaning into it. The, um, the thing that really impressed me, and I do remember seeing like uh, the red the red shoes and stuff, but I guess I didn't realize that her color scheme changed near the end of the movie. And I'm not really sure what what the red was supposed to represent in contrast to the the green and the teals that they had basically all over the rest of the parts of this movie because those colors make sense to me as far as what it represents with the story and like um you know the fish man and this oceanic like feeling uh this feeling of being in the sea or being in water or the theme of water in the movie and how it's all around us um but yeah but i i don't know what the i'm not sure what the red represented like what's your take on that i mean i i I mean, red, I guess, is an obvious color for love. So mm, okay. Uh, but I also think that it contrasts the the teal very much because they kept it very muted. Like the color, uh, the color scheme throughout the movie, though. Yes, it had a lot of green and teal in it. It was still like there was so much of it that mm-hmm. it felt really monotonous color-wise throughout the film. So once, right. like, you know, she gets that little pop of red in there, I feel like that is kind of following her development because that's when mm-hmm. she starts to, like, break out of this timid um, woman who, like, can't speak and she finds a way to speak without words. So... Oh, it, wow. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so she, you know, I mean, yeah, she, she was signing and stuff, right? But mm-hmm. for the first time... Like, I think she felt like she was free. Like, she could be who she is as a person, not, um, like, I guess, uh, <clears throat> hindered by by her disability. Like, she, yeah. could, she could be her own person, and she found someone that she could be that person with. So I... <sighs> I feel like that was like a breakout. So that's why I think the color started to like change for her is to show the the progression of her development. No, that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, there's a lot of, like, there's like the theme of language is like a really big theme um, in this movie and communication and connection. And like, yeah, and that's one thing that's also very well handled. Well, I, I feel like one of the things that really pulled me in uh, from the beginning of the movie was the way in which we were being um, fed the story. Like, first of all, seeing, like, you're talking about that monotony. Well, we kind of get the feeling of, like, the monotony of her everyday life, right? They show her doing all of these different tasks, um, which, like, if you're seeing it for the first time, you're like, okay, yeah, this is just, this is her day, whatever. Um, and then you realized that they, this is her everyday and they make sure they should, because they show it to you again, and they show it to you in quick cuts, and it represents the monotony of her everyday life. And but one of the things that I found really interesting was how the mystery of the fish person 
was was kind of how it kind of unraveled for us in the beginning because we normally in like a movie we would see all perspectives and we would see the perspective even if she was out of the room we'd see like the perspective of the soldiers indoors and them having trouble chaining the thing up and putting it away and like the actual fight but like we see this thing get in there and then they push them out and then we don't see it again we we see um the detective or i guess he's not a detective the 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 officer um paid by oh gosh uh forget this actor's name but the guy the guy that plays michael shannon michael shannon so we see michael shannon come into the bathroom and get a sense of his character and then literally the next scene that we see him in he's like standing in the middle and bleeding his hand out and it's like it's crazy you you know something bad happened and then they have to go in after and clean it and it's just the blood everywhere they find the fingers and i really just that was like so intriguing to me. I was really enjoying the unraveling of like the story that's unfolding, um, but not necessarily from like an um, omnipotent, omniscient like point of view. Like it was just from her point of view and what she was seeing. And then we figured it out later. And then as the story progressed, then it expands and we get to see like the Russian guide's point of view and um, stuff like that. But at, lo- as, at least for the beginning, like that way of kind of telling the story really like brought me in and got me interested in seeing where the story was going to go. Yeah. And I think like doing it that way helped a lot with like making sure that we could see the fish man um, as, as a person as opposed to a thing or a monster. Cause if, if they, if we did get to see it in a different point of view, like, cause obviously um, the character Strickland was saying like you know they all clearly see it as a thing they don't care if it lives or dies they just see it as a science experiment and to her and being able to see it in her eyes is just like being able to like tell us like yes this is not like Uh us but it is like us like it's just like her like you can't speak the only way you can communicate is by other means and it can so uh i guess it's kind of like putting non-human creatures on level with us in a really special way so i love that (laughs) yeah and and they also were obviously trying to show um a type of connection between the fact that she she felt like she felt alone even though she had this friend um, that was, and I, I really liked their relationship and their dynamic interactions with each other. Uh, but like the creature is chained up and also alone. And it's part of the reason why they, they're able to take to each other. And then of course she sees how he's mistreated and realizes that he's going to be put down and she has to get him out of there. Um, and then thus is hatched one of the worst escape plans ever in the history of escape plans that somehow they managed to get away with because they're just lucky and the people um and i i thought it was so funny that they the reason they get away with it is because the people in the it almost reminded me like of stranger things or something but the people that are um in charge of like trying to capture this creature and everything are so sure that it's the Russians and the Russians had like a tack team of like 10 people that were well-trained that got in there. And it's, om- and it's basically their incompetence or expectation of how good their enemy must be is exactly what allows them to get by 
like under the radar without an issue, which is why exactly it brings me to my one of my first pet peeves of the movie of if you just got away with something clean and no one suspects you, why are you testing this man? I get it. You won and you want him to know that you're just like, you know what? Screw you. You want to say that and like just get away with it because he can't understand what you're saying. But why would you risk it? You just got they called you in there. They called you in there because they're like, hey, did you see anything? And you only got away with that because your friend was nice enough. Like, uh, like uh, Octavia Spencer, like. She was the see. You got away with it because she, she, pinned. She what's gonna call it? Checked you out. She checked you out. Otherwise, that that would not have worked out for you. You have a good friend. She was looking out for you. But fine. So that worked out for you. It looks like you left. You were there. You weren't there after the incident. So you know, fine. But now that you've been called in the room and he asks you a question and it feels like you guys are home free, he makes some type of derogatory remark about the help whatever you've won why are you testing this man and making it and calling attention to yourself in this moment why are you doing this i was so <laughs> irritated in that moment walk out the room give him the finger behind his like back or something but move on you've won do not risk this it's one of the first things that pissed me off but anyway we're I raising still love the, the stakes here i mean i i get it i get why like because I was freaking out too, and I was like, oh my god, oh my god, like, just leave. Just, like, you know, you got away with it. Just take it and go. But then, <laughs> like, see, that's when she was wearing the red headband. Ah, uh, she's rebelling. She <laughs> she was getting that confidence. Like, that was the moment when she, like, grew as a person. Where she was like, you know what? I can do whatever I want, so I'm gonna... That was like yeah. the mode she was in. So shut up, Chris. <laughs> um, you know, you know what's also, you know what's also like great, not taking two slugs in the chest. That's <laughs> also great. That that feels amazing. Like I love not being shot, even if I like maybe can't die, or the reason that I'm like doing so well is because I'm actually in rain, and that helps my healing abilities. That's great. Not getting shot is amazing. So everything we can do that will result in me not getting shot, I would love if we could do that. Which is also why point number two of my, my anger, beautiful scene, you know what, fine. Romantic scene, I get it. Not practical. Not practical when you are hiding from government agents that want to find and murder you. Why are you flooding your own room so that you can like have this nice little underwater moment with this creature knowing that if anything goes wrong underneath or whatever people get called anything can happen where somebody for whatever reason can show up and now they know that this thing is with you it was a beautiful scene it was really nice it was very well done but like realistically <laughs> did not make sense to me yeah. because you are calling attention to yourself when you are trying to hide and the whole thing about it is people actually actively do want to kill you it's not like it, i mean it's basically like et you are hiding something that the government wants to either capture or kill but in this case you know that they actually want to kill it that was the whole point and you only got out of there because randomly you these, these two other people that you didn't even know were on your side showed up 
to help you at the last minute. That's the only reason you get out. So you barely got out. So why, why are you doing this thing where you are risking these people? Oh my God. And then, <laughs> and now we go to the Russian man who I, who through that movie was like, seemed like the smartest person out of everybody. He was, he, and like, even when the, like his, his people came in and to his house and, Things are seeming a little tense, and he's ready to fight. He's got the knife behind his back. He knows he's ready. Why all of a sudden then when they call you and they tell you to go to this like secluded area by yourself because you're being extracted, do you not at least entertain the thought that they might be wanting to kill you, especially when the guy expressly said you might be misremembering things after you told them the story of what happened? And then he basically allows himself to get shot. And I get it. This is the plot stuff that allows the story to move forward. But these were the things that kind of took me out of it because they did not seem like they were smart things for people to do who, were, who weren't criminals and were worried about getting caught. Yeah, I didn't really understand that part either um, about like why he didn't just like leave. And go into mm-hmm. hiding because, like, he also got scot free. So uh, that that part definitely didn't make sense to me. Um, but it did also. I guess I kind of also questioned, like, why didn't Strickland get or find um, Eliza suspicious? Because he he did seem he did feel like, or at least they made us feel like he was suspicious of her. But then he went. Mm-hmm to um octavia spencer's character's place instead and like questioned her um but i guess that was so that we could see brewster her husband and true and that um that dynamic there but uh but it was weird that he went to her first and not to eliza because she was she was a suspicious one so um but I think it was just kind of a so that we can visit these people or like so that we can have the endings for the people that are important, like the characters that are important, like the scientist needed to die. Uh, well, mm-hmm. I guess he didn't need to die, but he needed to be there that so sense. that he could tell um, Strickland uh, who actually um, kidnapped or like smuggled uh, the fishman out. And then, um, I guess also, yeah, I'm not really sure why we had to meet um, her husband besides the fact that she talked about him a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I, especially because he does feel like a character that comes out of nowhere. And it, maybe it would be different if funny. we had met him. It, maybe it was a comical thing because it was really fu- She was really funny. I thought it was funny. Her husband is not funny. Her husband is a punk. No, Her I mean, I, I thought it was funny oh. the way that she talks about him and, like, talks oh. t- to him. And Yes, fair. Um, and her character in it, general is just really funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like all, like, all cars on the table, I feel like the, that depiction of that relationship was a little too, a little stereotypical for me. Um, but, and a little too on the nose. But yes, I do. I do get it. It's not like these relationships don't exist and they haven't existed. So that's fine. But the issue with the husband, I think, is that he is such a piece of crap that the way that she talks about him throughout the movie, even like jokingly, 
seems to do him more justice than he deserves. And I feel like if maybe if we met him earlier or if she even, and I might be missing something or not forgetting or for me forgetting something, but even if like she made comments about how he's like a wuss or he's a terrible guy, but she stays with him and she can't understand why, but that's, that's who she loves, whatever. Then in that moment when he, this dude, cause you got to remember this, this is still during racism. This is still during racism. And this white man comes into the house and is immediately putting his hands on your wife and you're just sitting there. That is odd because this is in height of racism. Like this man would be ready for a fight, really. <laughs> like even if he's not going to do anything, he's going to be tense and ready for a fight, um, especially because this guy is like coming in and putting his hands on his wife. That aside, the fact that he is just so ready to throw his wife under the bus is like, you know, so, I mean, I guess that speaks to that dude's character, but it feels out of nowhere to me that he's this much of a jerk. Like, I felt like I wasn't ready for it based off of all the stories that we heard because he is this much of a jerk to the point where he's not getting up to even answer the door despite the fact that his wife is cooking dinner for him. He's not He's not going to try to cover for her because he loves her so much. He's ready to throw her and this other woman under the table despite the fact that he knows that she and them are friends and despite the fact that he knows that this, this, this white man could still do something to both of them after having found out that his wife was involved in the thing that he's she's being accused of like there's just so many things where i'm just like this guy is such a awful character and i'm not saying he's awfully written but he's just an awful human that i feel like i needed something to prepare me for that because it feels like it's so out of like nowhere in this moment and almost feels like it exists only to move the plot along yeah, I mean, honestly, I think that's exactly what it was, because uh, if you really think about it, her having a husband isn't really necessary at all, and I think the only reason why it's there is, like you said, to move the story along, uh, but mm -hmm. then again, I also feel like they didn't need it at all, because they already led us to believe that he was suspicious of Eliza, so mm. um, I think, like, yeah, I Fair guess enough. it was kind of thrown in because she talked a lot about her husband before, like in the er like early part of the movie. So mm -hmm. it made sense to me why they would bring him in. But she also yeah. didn't need to be talking about him. If she didn't talk about him at all, then that scene could have been just like not there. So. True. <laughs> yeah, true. But I mean, all that being said, um, and then being in that scene, the last one of the last major things where I was kind of like, Hmm, this doesn't seem too smart, is that from I, Strickland, I guess, is Michael Shannon's character's name, um, where after he gets the information he needs, why doesn't he take Octavia Spencer's character with him or at least, like, arrest her or something um, because he knows that he has to know she's going to call the, the, the girl to warn her that he's coming. Like, it doesn't actually make sense why he wouldn't try to take, at least take her with, especially because up until this point, he's proved that he's willing to do whatever it takes to get there. So, like, there's no way he doesn't at least suspect, especially since this woman has been covering for her all this time, that the moment that he leaves the house, that a phone call is not going to get made. That felt a little weird to me. I, I mean, uh, that didn't. I don't know if I would think to take her with me either. 
Um, first of all, like I don't think he's a government official. Like I don't, I don't think he has the power to arrest her because he's just some guy. That is like, he though? Because he he has a gun, so he 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 works for some, t- and he's worried about losing a job, like from yeah, a military but- officer. So he is somebody. I I think he is a guy who is working for a company that is for hire by the government. For sure. So but he also just killed two men in the scene right before that. Right, but I with... don't So do you think he should have just killed her? <laughs> no, I mean, well, maybe, but like I feel like if you already have killed two people cuz he also didn't have any reason to kill those two people. He could Well, the reason he killed them was because they would have killed the guy that he needed the information from. But the point is he had no problem killing people. I mean, they people. were Russians, so I think that in that time uh that it would have, I mean, they look like Russian spies. I don't know, like that. Yeah, I mean, that to they're, me, they're... like that part made sense to me. I don't, I, I don't think it would have boded well for us as viewers if he killed uh, Octavia Spencer and her husband. Yeah, I, I mean, and I don't think he needed to kill them, but I do think that he would have at least taken Octavia Spencer. But that like, would have slowed. But one, I think that that would have slowed him down. I don't think he would have thought about like, oh, I better take her with me so she doesn't make a phone call. Like, I would rather I, shoot her and like kill her than. I mean, and and maybe that's also fair because he also is shown to be. That's the other thing. He is shown to not necessarily be the most racially conscious individual. He says things right. like, "That's weird for your for you people, right?" Yeah. And like he makes references like he's not exactly a nice guy. Even with what like the advances he makes on um, the main character herself, so like I guess yeah, fine. He didn't take her with him or kill them or something. But my point is that he seems like the type of character that if he knows that there's a chance that you will stand in his way of getting to his goal, he's going to do something. So when he gets to the the house and no one's there, I'm like, you have no right to be surprised. <laughs> you have I, literally no right to be surprised. I guess. I guess the, my thinking is like, as soon as he found out that it was Eliza, like he just mm-hmm. he just went straight just there. Go. Like, like oh I my need God, to get there now. Yeah. Like so, I I feel like what was then. churning in his head was just like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I see it now. Like everything is making sense to me now. Like I need to get there asap. Not like oh, I better grab a friend or whatever and like take care of that. It's just kind of like right. oh, I gotta go there now. Like. Pronto. Right. That but was that, that would be my my priority. It's just like gotta go. Right, but I guess that brings up a new the the biggest thing of if you just get rid of that scene altogether and he just goes straight to Eliza, that's the thing that actually makes the most sense story wise anyway. Because that's that brings true. up the question like you were saying, like why would he suspect her character as opposed to suspecting Eliza when he's been suspecting Eliza this entire time? Why wouldn't he go to her first as opposed to the other person? So they would have needed yeah. to like find some other way to rewrite it so that it gives Eliza a chance to get to the harbor. Escape. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So we can understand why it's written the way it, <laughs> it, it is. Um, but it is something that like called attention to itself, at least for me. And at least in this case of him not going straight to her house, it seems like it did for you in that way. Um, but all that, the criticisms aside, like and those are just those are just moments. I li- I like the characters. I liked I liked the the Russian scientist. I liked his character. I didn't want him to die, but I wasn't like so beat up when he did die. It made sense. But I 
I, I liked his character. I liked her neighbor. I liked their relationship. I liked how they would tap dance together. And that was one of the cutest scenes in the whole movie where they're sitting on the couch and they tap dance and they knock foot, they knock feet. And it's great. It's like him, him trying to get in there and help, help them escape when he's not good at this. The, him going to the diner because of the, he, there's a guy there he likes, but then he finds out the guy that he likes is actually a racist and actually, um, doesn't seem like he's too keen on um homosexuality yeah exactly so and then how that breaks him but then but at the same time it allows him to realize that you know eliza means so much to him and he's going to do whatever he can for her because that's one of the only people he has in his life that really cares about him so like and then the ending the ending's a beautiful ending it's a storybook ending it's the basically this this movie is a fairy tale yeah, it was very so. satisfying. Um, I did want to uh, point out uh, from from uh, starting with the the whole bathroom scene when um, first of all, uh, I was dying at the line when uh, Octavia Spencer's like, "We have some of the greatest minds here, and they can't, and they don't know how to pee." <laughs> <laughs> and then Strickland Good walks one. in, and he uses the bat like he washes his hands first. And then he uses the bathroom, and then he doesn't wash his hands. And when I saw that, like, the first time, I was like, yeah. <laughs> and then it's funny because um, a little bit of karma, he loses his fingers. Yeah. And, and then, um, I mean, you know, they, they get reattached, but uh, they start to decay because it didn't really, like, the surgery didn't really <laughs> work out. So um, gross. Right. <laughs> but I think the most satisfying part was when um at, at the the very end of the movie his um he he gets his throat sliced. So mm-hmm. it's like, well, look who can't talk now. <laughs> <laughs> so some of those just desserts. Right. You know. So, he, he didn't even realize he's like, "Oh my god, you are a god." Yeah. <laughs> shut. <up. laughs> it's just so satisfying. Like karma's a really you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it sure, it sure got thing. him. <laughs> karma's a thing. It yeah, happens. karma's and... a thing that he got a piece of. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. no, it was great. What's funny is that that scene. I hadn't seen the movie, but I had heard about that scene in the bathroom because someone told told me that they also were impressed by that scene, but for a different reason because they like it makes sense to them because if you think about it, you know, you know where. Like, let's say, assuming you take a shower and stuff in the morning and you're clean when you start the day, you know where your junk is. You know what's happening with that all day, but your hands touch a lot of different things. So, actually, it does make sense to wash your hands before you go in and touch, you know, some of the most, like, sensitive areas of your body because you don't know where your hands have been. So, they were like, actually, that makes a lot of sense because as far as you know, as far as you're concerned, you're, you're clean. Especially your in this, during this time, this day and age, <laughs> right? yes. You want to wash my hands all the time. <laughs> so like, but yes, but then I was like, well, why wouldn't you wash your hands after too, though, just in case you, I guess because he was standing like this. And, <laughs> just, and so technically he didn't touch it. So like, fine. But still, I'm like, I think you should wash your hands twice. But washing your hands before does actually make sense to me and i will not fight anyone on that that i didn't have a problem with i just thought it was funny that he washed his hands before and not after 
Yes, I think that is funny too, and it's also a way to like kind of just show who its character is. Yeah, exactly. Like it, I, that was such yeah. a great way to show his his kind of person. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I I almost wish they didn't like call attention to it. They just let him do it and let you as the audience just be like, "Wait, did he just?" But he didn't. Okay. <laughs> not okay. It was not okay. I was so grossed out. <laughs> No, thank oh, you. Man. Well, is there anything else that you wanted to uh, run up on time here? But so, is there anything else that you wanted to mention? I basically said everything I wanted to say about the movie. I really enjoyed it, so thank you for you know recommending it. Um, yeah, I think I I pointed out um all the big things for me. So, yeah, it's a good chance. Right. I you liked it. I really uh, I'm sad that you found so many things wrong with it, and that's what we mostly <laughs> talked about. But. It is what it is. <laughs> it's hard to find a perfect movie, so it it is, it is, and it it comes down to if the what little things come up that you feel that take you out of it or make you go, huh? Um, and those are just the things that made me go, huh? But I understand why they exist. I understand like the nature of the story, so I don't mean to make it sound like these things are enough to make it so that the movie just doesn't make sense. It's a great movie. It's a beautiful movie. And in many ways, the movie actually felt less like a less like a movie and more like a play. I felt like I was watching, especially when they did those like that transition where it went into the musical and it went black and white. Like I felt like I was sitting in a theater, even though I'm at home, but sitting in a theater watching a play and that was being made into a movie instead of just strictly watching a movie, especially with the attention, as much attention as there was to, to color and, and, and things like that. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things I really, I coming from a, like a theater background before I ever entered into film, it was one of the things that I really did like and appreciate about the film. Yeah. I mean, honestly, story aside, the film itself was just very beautiful. Like the way it was shot and designed, um, and even just like you know, it's a, it it's it's almost like a world in itself. Like it's it's mm. Earth. It's like a t- a time period, but they don't say when. It's just the way that it's designed puts you in a world like in itself that is kind of not quite um you know time appropriate. Uh, it's not exact. Mm-hmm. Um. But it's like, it's its own thing. It gets to be its own thing because it was, it was crafted that way. And I, I really thought it was just really pretty. <laughs> it's just a Absolutely. really pretty movie. For the for the gamers out there, it gave uh, similar. It gave Bioshock vibes, is what my uh, roommate was saying when she was watching the movie. If you guys know what that uh, game series is, but yeah, absolutely, I agree one hundred percent, Cheryl. So, but we're gonna go ahead and cut it there. Have you guys seen the movie? What did you think about it? Uh, did you like it? Did you did the things that bother me bother you? Um, did they not bother you at all? And I'm just being too nitpicky. Whatever you thought, comment below. Let us know what you thought. And while you're down there, if you give us a like, share, and subscribe. But even if you don't, though, thank you for chilling with us. I've been Chris, and this has been Cheryl, and we'll see you guys next time.